I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listeners Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listeners Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, it's time for the second part of Chapter 12. Remember, Dorothy had just met the Wizard of Oz. The meeting didn't quite go as she expected. Now it's time for the rest of her team to meet the mysterious wizard. As usual, thanks to all our Patreon supporters. You really make a big difference. To support us, go to bykids4kids.co or patreon.com and search for bykids 4 kids Storytime. And now, The Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 11, The Wonderful City of Oz, Part 2. Sorrowfully, Dorothy left the throne room and went back where the lion and the scarecrow and the tin woodman were waiting to hear what Oz had said to her. There is no hope for me, she said sadly. For Oz will not send me home until I have killed the wicked witch of the West. And that I can never do. Her friends were sorry, but could do nothing to help her. So Dorothy went to her own room and lay down on the bed and cried herself to sleep. The next morning, the soldier with the green whiskers came to the scarecrow and said, Come with me, for Oz has sent for you. So the scarecrow followed him and was admitted into the great throne room, where he saw, sitting in the emerald throne, a most lovely lady. She was dressed in green silk gauze and wore upon her flowing green locks a crown of jewels. Growing from her shoulders were wings, gorgeous in color and so light that they fluttered if the slightest breath of air reached them. When the scarecrow had bowed, as prettily as his straw stuffing would let him, before this beautiful creature, she looked upon him sweetly and said, I am Oz, the great and terrible. Who are you and why do you seek me? Now, the scarecrow, who had expected to see the great head Dorothy had told him of, was much astonished. But he answered her bravely. I am only a scarecrow stuffed with straw. Therefore, I have no brains. And I come to you praying that you will put brains in my head instead of straw, so that I may become as much a man as any other in your dominions. Why should I do this for you? Because you are wise and powerful, and no one else can help me. I never grant favors without some return, but this much I will promise. If you will kill for me the wicked witch of the West, I will bestow upon you a great many brains, and such good brains that you will be the wisest man in all the land of Oz. I thought you asked Dorothy to kill the witch, said the scarecrow in surprise. So I did. I don't care who kills her, but until she is dead, I will not grant your wish. 
Now go, and do not seek me again until you have earned the brains you so greatly desire. The Scarecrow went sorrowfully back to his friends and told them what Oz had said. And Dorothy was surprised to find that the great wizard was not a head, as she had seen him, but a lovely lady. All the same, said the Scarecrow, she needs a heart as much as the Tin Woodman. On the next morning, the soldier with the green whiskers came to the Tin Woodman and said, Oz has sent for you. Follow me. So the Tin Woodman followed him and came to the great throne room. He did not know whether he would find Oz a lovely lady or a head, but he hoped it would be the lovely lady. For if it is the head, he said to himself, I'm sure I shall not be given a heart, since the head has no heart of its own and therefore cannot feel for me. But if it is the lovely lady, I shall beg hard for a heart, for all ladies are themselves said to be kindly hearted. But when the woodman entered the great throne room, he saw neither the head nor the lady, for Oz had taken the shape of a most terrible beast. It was nearly as big as an elephant, and the green throne seemed hardly strong enough to hold its weight. The beast had a head like that of a rhinoceros, only there were five eyes in its face. There were five long arms growing out of its body, and it also had five long slim legs, thick woolly hair covered every part of it, and a more dreadful looking monster could not be imagined. It was fortunate the Tin Woodman had no heart at that moment, for it would have beat loud and fast from terror. But being only Tin, the Woodman was not at all afraid, although he was much disappointed. I am Oz the Great and Terrible, spoke the beast in a voice that was one great roar. Who are you and why do you seek me? I am a Woodman and made of Tin, therefore I have no heart and cannot love. I pray you to give me a heart, that I may be as other men are. Why should I do this? Because I ask it, and you alone can grant my request. Oz gave a low growl at this, but said gruffly, If you indeed desire a heart, you must earn it. How? Help Dorothy to kill the Wicked Witch of the West. When the witch is dead, come to me and I will give you the biggest and kindest and most loving heart in all the land of Oz. So the Tin Woodman was forced to return sorrowfully to his friends and tell them of the terrible beast he had seen. They all wondered greatly at the many forms the great wizard could take upon himself and the lion said, if he is a beast when I go to see him, I shall roar my loudest and so frighten him that he will grant all I ask. And if he is the lovely lady, I shall pretend to spring upon her and so compel her to do my bidding. And if he is the great head, he will be at my mercy, for I will roll this head all about the room until he promises to give us what we desire. So be of good cheer, my friends, for all will yet be well. The next morning, 
the soldier with the green whiskers led the lion to the great throne room and bade him enter the presence of Oz. The lion at once passed through the door and glancing around saw to his surprise that before the throne was a ball of fire so fierce and glowing he could scarcely bear to gaze upon it. His first thought was that Oz had by accident caught on fire and was burning up. But when he tried to go nearer, the heat was so intense that it singed his whiskers and he crept back tremblingly to a spot nearer the door. Then a low, quiet voice came from the ball of fire and these were the words it spoke. I am Oz the Great and Terrible. Who are you and why do you seek me? I am a cowardly lion, afraid of everything. I came to beg you that you give me courage, so that in reality I may become the king of beasts, as men call me. Why should I give you courage? Because of all wizards, you are the greatest and alone have power to grant my request. The ball of fire burned fiercely for a time, and the voice said, Bring me proof that the wicked witch is dead. And that moment, I will give you courage. But as long as the witch lives, you must remain a coward. The lion was angry at this speech, but could say nothing in reply. And while he stood silently gazing at the ball of fire, it became so furiously hot that he turned tail and rushed from the room. He was glad to find his friends waiting for him and told them of his terrible interview with the wizard. What shall we do now? Asked Dorothy sadly. There is only one thing we can do, returned the lion. And that is to go to the land of the Winkies, seek out the Wicked Witch and destroy her. But suppose we cannot? Then I shall never have courage, declared the lion. And I shall never have brains, added the scarecrow. And I shall never have a heart, spoke the tin woodman. And I shall never see Aunt Emma and Uncle Henry, said Dorothy, beginning to cry. Be careful, cried the green girl. The tears will fall on your green silk gown and spot it. So Dorothy dried her eyes and said, I suppose we must try it, but I am sure I do not want to kill anybody, even to see Aunt Emma again. I will go with you, said the lion, but I am too much of a coward to kill the witch. I will go too, declared the scarecrow, but I shall not be of much help to you. I'm such a fool. I haven't the heart to harm even a witch, remarked the tin woodman. But if you go, I certainly shall go with you. Therefore, it was decided to start upon their journey the next morning. And the woodman sharpened his axe on a green grindstone and had all his joints properly oiled. The scarecrow stuffed himself with fresh straw and Dorothy put new paint on his eyes that he might see better. The green girl, who was very kind to them, filled Dorothy's basket with good things to eat and fastened a little bell around Toto's neck with a green ribbon. They went to bed quite early and slept soundly until daylight, when they were awakened by the crowing of a green cock that lived in the backyard of the palace and the cackling of a hen 
and had laid a green egg. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bikers for Kids Storytime, performed by Maya Degenhardt, Kate Langdon, Mulga Shargle, Lila Davies, Lucy Bird, and Max and Ruby Hughes. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.